Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Stray the Course, the podcast. This episode, I sit down with my friend, active beer geek, Ben Moore. He's a photographer, a podcaster, beer blogger. We talk about a ton of different things from lighting and photography to Genghis Khan, the main beer box in Iceland, Portland, Maine, community, marketing. Ben is a really interesting guy, so I think you guys will like this one. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Tortuga Soap. Tortuga Soap will keep you looking good and smelling good, so make sure you check out tortugasoap.com. Also brought to you by We Are Dapper Ties. These guys will take care of you in the tie department, and if you enter the discount code ROLL, they're going to give you free shipping. So make sure you check out wearedapperties.com. This podcast is also brought to you by the Red Wing Superior Podcast Network. These are the guys behind the whole thing, so without them, there would be no podcast. So we just want to say we really appreciate it. Make sure you check out the other podcasts on the network. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you guys like it, please give us a review on iTunes or however you're listening to this thing. Really appreciate the support, guys. Thanks a lot. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Hope everybody's doing all right. Peace. We give you like levels. Yeah, like but you gotta have a loyalty thing, right? At the yeah. start. Uh, my friend was like, oh, I got a golf cart from Starbucks. You must love coffee. I'm like, no, dude, I love chai. Just the chai. chai. I used to drink a lot of chai. What is it? Chai. Mm. Tai Chi. You like, the, you like the Tai Chi? That's like Andrea. Andrea developed a, uh, she developed a new martial art today. Andrea, what's the name of your martial art? A Tai Chi kick. Tai Chi kick. Yeah. Tai it's, oh, it's, it's like it's like Krav Maga, okay. dude. Let's go straight to end the fight real quick. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's my response. All right, <laughs> so be careful. Six year old. That's like do you see the DJ Qualls movie New Kid back in the day? Like it's no. such a high school coming of age kind of flick back in like early two thousands, and. It was like a kid who was nerdy and he went to another school, changed his name, his appearance to like be cool and like totally did a whole 360 and they figured out who he really was. And that was the whole like basically the premise of the movie. But he went to like jail and like made friends with people in jail and they taught him how to fight. And they're like, Tiger Paw! And he like, ah! And they kicked him in the balls. Like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> right? What's the name of the movie? The New Guy? New or The guy? New Kid or something? I, I think New Kid. I remember there was one where there was a girl that dressed up as a guy, but that was like. 1980s. Yeah. I, 80s was old school for me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I should probably tell you. 35 bucks. Oh, wow. Phone. For the phone. For the phone case. Like silk screened it? Oh, it's yeah. a case. Oh, let me see. That's Which awesome. really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's super cool. And it's the double layer case, too. So it's the, the rubber and the plastic over it case. So it's the tough one. Cool. I was like, do the sweet. guys we know do those things? Isn't that what they do at the mall? Maybe <clears throat> we know these dudes that uh, they're Eastern European from yeah. somewhere. They got some kind of kiosk at the mall, sweet. and it's like <laughs> they do phones. I don't know what they do with them, but yeah, they do phone uh, cases. They may make phone cases. Sweet. Is it better than a sticker? It won't. Yeah, out. that's awesome. Yeah, no, I that's like great. That. Um, it's just funny, like. 
I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And I got it. I'm like, this is actually really nice yeah. and like low pro and like tough and like all right. And, like so I didn't think it would be nice at all. I'm like, thirty five bucks, I'll try it. Like yeah. if it's not good, at least I have a phone case. Whatever. Yeah. What kind of phone is that? Uh, the X iPhone X. Do you take pic- a lot of pictures with that? Um, I do. You mean with the double camera portrait? Yeah. Like, well, like I mean, are you like like some people? You know. I take it, well, for one, I'm a photographer, so right, when I post what... Snapchat or like Instagram stories I'm taking with my phone, it's better to have a better camera, yeah. but also the portrait mode works well if there's a lot of light, yeah. and like you want to, because it separates, it uses two cameras to separate the whatever from the background, Yeah. so if I like take a photo here, and like I switch to portrait mode, it zooms in a bit. But also that yellow means I can take that and it blends, it blurs the background. Yeah. Naturally. Wow. <clears throat> and like from here I can like edit on. Right. But like it's it's pretty cool. Um, mostly the, there's no button for the home button. Like, right. So you'd have to swipe up for everything. But you can also like swipe this way to like go to your last app. Yeah. So I can just do this to like go to the last app I was running. That's like it's awesome. super intuitive once you start like right. why like how do I run this without a button like I have to go home by swiping up and then you right. start like oh this is this is how it should have been You're like oh man this is so good <laughs> like because yeah. everything gets faster because it's like I think more the moving is faster. So I have a hard time with like taking pictures of Port City. It's like low light <clears throat> and action. I think I love Port City. <clears throat> Take, taking the pictures in there like yeah, on my not on my phone but like with my camera, with your regular like, camera. I think right. lighting's great in there. Is it? It's soft. Uh, like naturally, the fluorescents, if they're higher up, they're pretty soft. Mm-hmm. Like because they they diffuse as they come down. So the higher they are, so I like the fluorescent lighting in there. Yeah, I think it's definitely nice. Nice. It's tough for the for. I mean, I'm not a professional photographer. I'm taking trying yeah. to take pictures with my camera phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They all yeah. come out blurry. I have to like anybody moves. I'm just like, oh, you moved. Stop <laughs> moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's like people like your boy Skinny, who's a constant perpetual. Oh my God, you call him Skinny? Yes. No, I don't, but yes. I know you do. You know what oh. I mean? I call him. Uh... Well, I like to call him Skinny. There was actually, they put his face on a bodybuilder magazine. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, this is like four or five years ago. And like, they put in his face on a, uh, maybe four, yeah, three, four. Uh, on a, the button, like, they call him Skinny because it was like, you're just so big and, you know, and they just call him Skinny. Huge. But, like, there's a, yeah, I think he may still have it, like, the magazine. There's, uh, I saw pictures of him recently, or someone photoshopped recently, like, his head on some homeless guy, like. Oh, the, they look just <laughs> yeah, the same. Identical. Though. Yeah, the crazy guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't, like, I mean, it might not even have been him. It might have been the crazy guy. Like, yeah, it was like, he, another button. So, we there was a picture of me and him that yeah. Gabe took. And it was like he looks just like Jesus. It's like oh, yeah. uh, like like the church Jesus that you see. You the know church I mean? Jesus. Yeah, like you know. Is there another version of? Jesus? I think there's probably the realistic <laughs> version that's not like flowing golden hair and you know. I mean, it's the the victors tell the story. So yeah. the not being political or anything else, no. but the, the white Christians growing up made Jesus look the way like the way we think he is. Right. You know? They it made him like, look like our friend Chris. <laughs> right, exactly. So who knows Who knows what he looked like, but that is the traditional way. Right. The, he looks like your traditional Jesus. Yeah, the traditional Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I love traditional Jesus. What's the non-traditional Jesus? I would say that probably the more historically accurate Jesus yeah. is the non-traditional Jesus. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't know. I'm not an expert in these matters. I've seen different ethnicities of Jesus. Well, right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he was a Middle Eastern guy. No, I, I don't think yeah. that can be disputed. And there's not a lot of like, 
I mean, at the time, everybody was like 5'2 to 5'4 in Middle Eastern. That was kind of... <laughs> right. Nobody was tall there. Like, right. Oh. Yeah. I don't think there were a lot of blonde-haired, you know, blue-eyed no. guys. Vikings didn't show up yet. Yeah. I mean, although Vikings have pretty much been everywhere, and you know, spread sure. their They're genetics across... Um, Genghis Khan certainly did. Right? I think yeah. I've heard everybody can... Uh, 6%... Of what is it like a crazy number like crazy six. number of people can can like our offspring of Genghis yeah. Khan it's like and he did there was a one of my favorite podcasts is with Dan Carlin Hardcore History it's yeah. an amazing five hour multiple part podcast of just I was never into history until I listened to his podcast and he makes it really compelling but he did a five or six part on Genghis Khan yeah. Wrath of the Khans and just like the stuff that you learn you're like whoa okay like crazy information about like how how basically the horsemen and the archers there was like you had to be you had to know how to do ride a horse and you had to know how to be an archer to a point where it's like you're a trick person now like what you see with like trick archery like that was they had armies of those people hmm. like that was just a normal soldier you had to be a trick archer on a horse and an expert horseman yeah to like basically ride and stand on a horse and shoot multiple moving targets three arrows at a time like Things that you see in like, you know, theme parks. Yeah. You know, with crazy shows that you get dinner with. Western show, Buffalo Bill show. Exactly. Yeah. Like they had an army of those people. Wow. Like that was the perspective. Like, cause there's no other way to fight. And like, they were so revolutionary at the time of like combining those skills. And that's why they flew through basically all of East Asia and everything. Like just right. so dominant. I've I heard too, like he had women <clears throat> warriors, I think, or mm -hmm. something. Right. He was like one yep. of the first, like. Oh yeah, he's just like, all right, you're tough, you're fighting. Right. Like, you want to fight? Right. right. Like he didn't care. Like he was, he's like the Jay Jack of back then. He's like, <laughs> suck it up, man. Like who cares? Jump in the fray. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Where are you from originally, man? Uh, I'm from. I was born in Florida. Really? Uh, yeah, because my dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. So, we, uh, he went to Bible college down there, and uh, he was in the Air Force at the time. And then, when I was three, we moved back up to Maine. We've been up there since. Was he originally from Maine? He's originally from Maine, yeah. And so my mom's from Florida. He met her down there. And so when they split, my brother, who was ironically born in Maine, because I was staying in Maine at the time, <laughs> moved back down with her. And then I, born in Florida, moved back up to Maine with my dad. This, the whole like yeah. switch, random thing. Yeah, it was fun. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so I'm, I've lived in Portland since then pretty much my whole life and then went to scarborough high school uh bought a condo in a lurchard because it's it was cheap it's the sort of york or what's a really touristy town up here hampton hampton it's like hampton, hampton beach oh, it's like OB. dead in yeah it's like dead in the winter mm -hmm. like real estate's cheap you can get a rent a three-story house for like 700 bucks in the winter we used to go to uh old orchard beach when they had a like a i think it was single a but it was it was the main guides the a baseball team Okay. I'm yep. pretty sure it was in Old Orchard Beach when I was a kid. Like they, they do have a baseball. Like they, they're oddly big into baseball in Old Orchard. Like yeah. the town is. They have like a local team. I don't know what it is, but I see these the the posters and I go, I don't care. But great. Like, it was I'm before, glad they have this. Like before the Sea Dogs, they had it was the main guides. Okay. And I can't remember really anything about it, but I used to go up and do their little baseball camp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you played baseball. I did. Cool. I did. I grew up playing baseball. Yeah. In this backyard here. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's 
that's crazy. Like we have a house similar in my family where my dad took it over from my grandparents who took it over from their parents and it's been a hundred years probably. And it's like this gigantic three-story house in Portland. So your dad grew up in Portland? So he did, yeah. Most of your family's from Portland. Yeah. So half of my family is from uh, <clears throat> Peaks Island. Oh, cool. And Cliff Island. Nice. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was totally different. Yeah. Um, obviously, like when, uh, so my grandfather, my grandfather was born on Cliff Island. Yep. But they he grew up on Peaks Island. And my great-grandfather was like a, uh, he was a Portland fireboat captain. Portland fireboat yeah. captain. Okay, yeah, you have to say that again. To Portland fireboat captain. Put my captain, hand around right? I'm like, okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> And my so my grandfather went to high school in Portland. They used to take the ferry in or whatever, and went okay. to high school there. Cool. And uh, yeah, because there's no schools on Peaks Island. I think at I the think time there was even, on, even still. I think yeah, I think that's the case. Right. Um, obviously, it's built up quite a bit. But I had an uncle yeah. that lived out there like until somewhat recently, and we used to go visit him. And he was like, "You're, you know, if there was ever a movie about, you know, a Mainer Island guy, old Doug McVeigh would have." Uh, Oh, wow. Would have been. He would have been in it, man. It was, yeah. he was quite a, he's a piece of work. It's an interesting, I stayed like two weeks in Peaks Island once. Just like drove my car up and like it was a family thing. We took time off of work and just two weeks in Peaks Island, didn't do anything but just be on the island. Yeah. And I'm like, what do people do? Like after it's four not days, a big I'm like, island. what do you do? Like, I don't, there's nothing to do after like right. exhausting, like let's run the island a couple times. Okay, now I'm, what do I do? I ran a road race on it. I think it was 5K you ran around the island. Uh, there's a couple. One, one's hosted by Shipyard. Yeah. One of the big ones in every year there. But yeah, there's a couple. It's not a big, uh, it's definitely not a big island. But it's awesome. Like, it's a cool place, you know? Definitely got to be tough because I'm sure the winter is not pleasant. Yeah. Nope. Um, the laws are really weird where the cars don't have to be registered. Huh. So you can have a car made of wood. Essentially, that just <laughs> that runs like Flintstone, like hundred feet, and it breaks down. But that's all it does. Like you can have that car for years there. Like, no inspection. Matter. No inspection. They don't care. Right. It's pretty. Well, there's no police. There's no police. It's kind of a we. When you think about it, you're like, it's kind of an old wild west. No man's like, land. No man's land. But you're on a three mile, like three island, three mile island. You know. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a tiny piece of land that you're on, but. It's a no man's land, essentially. It's such weird, but it's part of Portland. Right. So you're going to Portland High School. You have to take the ferry every day. So it's this weird, you're kind of part of Portland, but you're not. Portland's a great city. Hmm. I love it. Yeah, I love working there. Yeah. It's, it's a great spot to, to kind of be in the middle of things. Always to be, if you want to put your finger on the pulse in whatever industry you're in, like beer, food, you know whatever it is like that's kind of be in the middle of the city like if if i wanted to be down here i'd probably want to be in Portsmouth yeah, or something totally yeah so you are the active beer geek yes you are it's on the back of my phone you are yeah you are <laughs> corny, corny's on my phone <laughs> into martial arts you're into what what do you well, what is your what do you do for work like you're a photographer yep um uh so i work a nine-to-five job uh, I build websites. Uh, it's a digital marketing company. I essentially build websites and do whatever my boss tells me to do during the hours of nine to five. And then afterwards, I train jujitsu. I train at a bunch of places. You know, primarily with Alexi at Team One. 
um, or now it's called Lexi Cruz Jiu Jitsu. Um, sometimes at the academy, sometimes at Recon, sometimes at Portsmouth, sometimes at Jared's, sometimes at Devon's, sometimes, yeah. Um, keeping those relationships open is good for Jiu Jitsu. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm photographing everything in my life, you know, taking photos of everything, video, uh, shooting events, shooting portraits, real estate, uh, landscapes. Yeah. Um, I've been hired to go overseas. Yeah. To shoot photos. At some Finland? Point. Wow. Uh, Iceland. Iceland. Uh, I'm going back in February too. Nice. It's, it's going to be really fun. Uh, this place is, was my favorite place. When I was Micro there. bar. Yeah. Um, so I love Reykjavik. Reykjavik is the, the capital. Right. And so I really like bars that are kind of out of, nobody goes to, you kind of have to know about it. The people are like, curmudgeon-y like I love that style because there's a couple of those in Portland like Navarre is, is a bar in Portland that's one of the first beer bars and it's like underground there's not a lot of signage you kind of have to know about it and when you go there you're like where has this been like what uh -huh. like, this is just this gem and like that was the microbar at Reykjavik and so I went there every day and eventually the guy who worked there who I'm staying with in February he's like did you buy anything did you buy like any trinkets and I'm like no he's like are you a medium? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, throws me a shirt. He's like, here you go. Nice. <laughs> hey, thanks. That's <laughs> awesome. It's like the one, like, not photo that I took. Like, I took photos and I'm like, this is what I'm taking back from Reykjavik. And like, this is the one physical thing that I took back from there. Nice. How did you end up there, going there in the first place? So, the main Brewers Guild had a very unique project that they did. Um, <clears throat> so, it's a concept that Dave uh, from Marshall Wharf Brewing Company up in Belfast and the head of the main Brewers Guild, Sean Sullivan, they came together and figured out, it was like, you know, after an event a couple years ago, and they're like, what if we, what if we took a refrigerated shipping container and put taps on the side and just shipped it to another country with main beer and hosted a beer fest? And Sean's like, we could do that. And they did that. Wow. <laughs> so this is a shipping container yep. with like tanks in it. Or something. Just it's a refrigeration shipping container, so it's yeah. got the the built-in refrigeration units on it, and they put seventy-eight tap lines on the side, all individually regulated with uh, temperature and gauge controls individually. Um, so it takes like a team of like two or three people consistently, like checking and replacing and like making sure nothing goes wrong because there's so many taps, and yeah, it's just big refrigeration like uh, it's like a big cooler basically. Amazing. 78 taps and so they took main beer uh and shipped it to iceland and hosted the biggest beer fest in iceland history with like i think 2,000 people showed up Whoa. which when you think about it is like one percent of their population right. like legitimately like they only have 300,000 people so it's like oh that's like one percent of your population which in america that would be like a million people right i'm sure they loved it oh yeah it was fantastic and we did a lot of collaborative beers like before the festival our brewers went over there and did collaborative beers with the Icelandic brewers. And so there was a lot of collaboration going on. Uh, it's a really cool education experience too, because you're over there and everybody's asking you about the beer and you're like, oh, I take advantage of the beer. I think I drink it all the time. So I'm like, oh, we're just really lucky to have this really good beer. Cool. And like these people are like, this is amazing. Like, oh my God, what is this beer? We're like, oh, it's it's substance. Stuff I missile. drink every day. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? This is amazing. Like, can you bring more? Like, we got to go to Maine and try this. And I'm like, oh, right, we're really spoiled. And like, we just don't realize sometimes when you have something really good and you have it all the time, mm -hmm. 
you don't realize how other people go, oh man, dude, you have it way easy and way awesome. And you're like, wait, what? Like, really? Like, oh yeah, okay, I guess. Like, now that I go to your place and do your thing, okay, yeah, I see that, you know, yeah, put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Why is Maine such like a hotbed for, I mean, because it is, right? Like, it Bissell? Is. <clears throat> it is. Uh, is Bissell world famous? Like, I would say so, yeah. Um, I mean, they've done beers. They, they've done events and collaborative things in England, in Denmark, I think, Denmark this year, uh, last year. Um, it's already January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've gone all the ro- over the country, L.A., New York, sh- uh, Chicago, D.C. Like, just, but they only distribute their beer in Maine unless they're doing an event somewhere else. So mostly it's a Maine beer. Like you mm-hmm. have to go to Maine to get it. And so, and they like to brand themselves that way. And so it really drives people to Maine. Like when they do a beer release on the weekend, there's, you know, a thousand people in line sometimes. And like half the cars aren't from the state because yeah. everybody drives up to get the beer. It's like a big hype, which is great. Like it drives business. Cause then now they're here for the weekend maybe. And they go to other breweries and they go to other restaurants. And they're like, what's the... You know, people are Googling, what's the top of this restaurant? You know, and it just trickles down. Like that whole uh, making people come to you yeah. mentality. And they're not, and the weird thing is they're not like a keeping it secret brewery. They're very transparent. Like you go to their Facebook page and they say, this is our winter schedule of when we're going to come out with beers. This beer, this day, this how, this cases, this is when we open. Like there's no mystery to what they're doing or how they're doing it or when they're going to do it you know what beers are going to come out in the next three months. But they still have a thousand people waiting in line sometimes for their beer. It's like, okay, cool. Wow. Which is, it's insane. Like they it's just, insane. <clears throat> it's insane the amount of interest. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a big topic of, is it sustainable? Um, which, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast is like talking about the beer industry and, and sustainability of the boom right now. And if is, is it a boom? Is it not? You know, all these questions. But um, I think Maine is cool because it's a destination. Like, it's a vacation place, vacation land. Yeah. Uh, and because the way life should be. Exactly, yeah. And so people like to either visit or... And so when you're visiting, it's... Uh, instead of going to a bar, you can go to a brewery. And you can chill out, play cornhole outside. There's a food truck there, so you can have food. You know, it's kind of like its own built-in restaurant in a lot of ways. And it's a fun hangout spot. Like they build them the tasting rooms and stuff to be like you want to hang out there for hours. Yeah. With like TVs and you know magazines sometimes and all these other things. And like the environments like jolly and like you know crazy built environments in there. You know rooms and. Seems like that the thing right now is a lot of people are making like a brewery with a restaurant and yeah. and that, I mean it's happening down here too. Obviously, nice. I think it's happening in a lot of places. But sweet, yeah, um, it's. Brewery and restaurants are different. It's a different beast because then you have the restaurant side. And <clears throat> sometimes it takes a little bit. Sometimes you hit it right off well where it's you almost need one person, one manager to do the restaurant side and one manager to do the beer. Because, like, it takes so – there's so much into each one of them. And to really hit it on the mark with both, you're like, all right, like, it's be a really good brewer. You have no probably any idea about food. Right. Without well, a really, doubt, I- and the same thing, yeah, like if you're a really good restaurateur and you're opening up a restaurant, you're like, man, I don't know anything about beer. But like you bring those two together, you're like, all right, let's figure it out. You can't really expect a chef to understand 
how, you know, right. brewing beer. Like, I feel like yeah. that is totally a specialized because I mean, it's got to like, pair stuff with it. But right. he won't be able to. He'd be like, "Hey, can you brew a pale ale with me tomorrow?" He's like, "Uh, and he <laughs> probably, if we taught him, he'd probably get it because it's it's a lot of similar to baking, really, like brewing. Uh, it's like a sweet science with art kind of mixed in. It's it's an interesting thing, but I think a lot of bakers and cooks will probably catch on to." Mm -hmm what how beer is and made and how that process works and like understand and have it click um maybe not the biology side to it but or chemistry side but have you ever brewed your own beer i have brewed beers with breweries yeah before i've not brewed my own beer at my own house because i have a small place so what what when you say you've brewed beers with breweries like it's like collaboration where you go in with the with the brewer and like yeah kinda... um <clears throat> I did a collaborative beer once with Sebago and like you go in there uh, and you talk about the style ideas beforehand. So you go in there with the brewer or the owner and you know, you kind of shoot ideas and you're like, okay, uh, it's for this event. So at the time it was for the beer bloggers conference that happened to be in Boston that year. Cause it's a traveling conference and the bonus day before the conference started was in Portland. And so they would do the bonus day and then drive everybody down to Boston. So I was one of the only beer bloggers, you know, there's, I think it was three or four of us at the time in Maine and Portland. So we're like, let's do a collaborative beer. And Sebago reached out, let's do a beer bloggers beer. Okay, cool. For the event. And like they hosted one of the, that night, the dinner. So it was like, Sebago was like, we'll take the reins. Like, this is us. Like we want to be on the forefront of, you know, these writers and like show them how awesome we are and do this collab with one, you know, three of writers from our place. And so I went there and, and they were like, okay, it's summer. So we did a summer beer. It was a low ABV uh, session, blonde ale, basically. And it was good. It was really nice. Uh, it was really cool to be like, I'm pouring a beer that I brewed. Like, it's kind of a, it's a cool ownership sometimes. So it's, well, it's like you're creating and it's like an art. Yeah. It's like you made art. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to create the art to be like, the creative part of it would be like, okay, so this is the event we're doing. And like, you know, what kind of style it's this time of year okay so what, what do you like okay i like this okay can we how, can we make it non-traditional how can we make it how can we modify some of the ingredients um you know what other things do you like like oh i like these foods okay like can we make it spicy okay maybe you know like it's a big brainstorm and then once you figure it out the brewer's there the brewer will be like can't do that right like he'll know like nah can't do that yeah. but then like the brewer will be like hey probably use something like that you know and like you bounce ideas and he's like yeah we can probably do that and you're like cool and like you figure it out like, I don't know, I know a lot about beer, but a brewer would be like, that's possible. Or tell me like, okay, we can do that. Right. Or we have those ingredients or whatever. How long have you been beer blogging? 2011, when I turned 21. Yeah. Yeah. How, how big has, it, how much has that grown? Like beer blogging? Was there a lot of beer bloggers when you started? <clears throat> uh, no, yes and no. I think it was... It was weird because I went to my first beer bloggers conference uh, in 2013 and I was only two years in and I thought I'm brand new to this. Like, oh my goodness, like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I went there and people were like, oh yeah, you're like a veteran. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah. ah. like at the time people were popping up all, mm -hmm. all over the place, but not doing it for very long. It was cool to do, but no one knew the long game. Yeah. And so once people were playing the long game, like, two years was considered something like oh that you know what you're doing you're still doing it for two years i guess <laughs> sure like, right. i mean I, don't know. I can tell you my website numbers i don't think it is but great i mean if you think i'm a veteran man i'll i'll run with it like yeah. i'll tell you i'm not but okay right. um so we come from like a community thing you know you and i 
Yeah. We're, we're of this small, I, which I think it's a small community, you know, I mean, it's, it's sure. getting bigger, but is that, is there a similar thing like of beer, you know, is it like a tight knit community of like, imagine yeah. it must be larger though. It's, it's a smaller, there's micro communities in a larger sense too. Like, so just like jujitsu, you have your own schools, your own areas. Um, you know, probably everybody around you, you collaborate, maybe compete. Um, but the collaboration is probably more than competing, even though you're like, you're doing the same thing. You might compete against each other in a tournament, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be like, yeah, let's train next week. Like it's a lot of collaborative things, even though you're doing the same thing, there's not a lot of competition direct, um, or at least the vibe isn't there. So just, just like that, you know, brewing is, you have your little micro communities like Portland and like Southern Maine and then Central Maine and Northern Maine and like have all these, you know, groups of breweries around the same areas and they all kind of work together. And even though they're all this, you know, breweries and they all competitively fight for like a tap space and a bar, they're still very collaborative and like work together and don't, they're on, aren't on each other's throats at all. Mm-hmm. And so at the same time, like in jujitsu, like if you go to another state and you're like, I want to train at your gym. Like, oh yeah, yeah, man. Like it's like this open, like, oh, you're from another brewery. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I heard that brewery, whatever. And like there's a lot of collaborative nature to that as well, especially if it's a brewery that people know about. You're like, oh, you work for the Vale? Oh, I love their beer. Yeah, yeah, come on. Let's get a tour. Yeah, yeah. You know, you give them some beer for, and like at the same time, like they'll do the same thing for you, you know? So it's this, this weird like collaborative environment that's very similar. It's awesome because like, you know, like you said, I've always liked traveling amongst whatever. And so when we lived in Breckenridge, Colorado, they have the Breckenridge Brewing Company. And Breckenridge you know? is great. Yeah, and it's a it's yeah. a cool. We used to go eat lunch at, at that brewery, and a f- good friends of mine used to work there. Yeah. Um, it's awesome that you could go around and travel and, like. I mean, it's just like jiu-jitsu. Like, what if you wanted to train twice a day and, like, quit your job and travel and train jiu-jitsu? You just, you know, email people ahead of time and be like, hey, I'm going, oh, yeah, cool. This is our times, like welcome whatever you probably get one percent of people who'd be like nah you're from that school that teacher whatever but uh you'll have a lot of people who are very welcome to you coming down and training at this place and just like brewing like i mean it's a business so it's open for everybody but like there's not going to be a ton of people who'll be like oh you're from that brewery all right that's cool nah you're not coming in yeah there's none of that right it's it's very collaborative and it's very cool to see what and because at the end of the day like if you go to another brewery, like you get an idea for a beer or you'd be like, Hey, let's do a collab. Like come up to Maine. Like, okay. And they come up to Maine. You do like some crazy double IPA with a hop you've never used. And you're like, well, we were looking to do this, but it'd be better if you did it with us. And now we can call it a collab and put both of our labels on it. And then both of us get the exposure and everything else. Are people able to like, could you do in Maine or New England, like, grow all the stuff you needed to make a beer and then mm-hmm. make it with locally made yeah like do people absolutely. do that yes there are a lot of hop growers there's not a, a few hop growers in maine uh maltsters uh people who malt and uh grow barley and then malt barley um and then there's a lot of people who do there's scientists uh i think usm has a lab specifically for brewing uh where people quality test uh yeast and other things that are involved in a lot of breweries. Like a lot of small breweries don't have their own labs, obviously. Or if they don't have a science background to like test their yeast for quality and uh, sustainability and, and whatever it is, uh, degradation over time. So, because it's a living thing. Like once you brew the beer and you use that yeast for the next batch because it's alive. So it's just like bread in a lot of ways. 
Uh, if you do so you sourdough. keep like a mother. Exactly. Yeah, you'd always have like because sourdough is the same thing. You have the yeast, you have the mother yeast, and you use that to make other breads. So it's the same thing with beer, where you would use like some of the healthy yeast. Like if it's a top fermenting beer, all the top fermenting yeast, you know, the healthy yeast would be on top. So you take that yeast, bring it to the next batch, use that for the starter. And that could be the yeast that ferments um, for the next beer. Yeah. So these guys are like scientists, really. A, a lot, lot of, of times. Um, Allagash has a couple full-time scientists on staff. They have a lab. Like Allagash is like, I think, 30-something, maybe 20-something, like largest brewery in the United States. Like, really? They know what they're doing and they are a well-oiled machine and they're really cool and they're like but their vibe is very like yeah it's cool man come in like we all hike and we all do outdoor stuff and that's like so that is Allagash Maine no in Allagash Brewing Company in Portland Maine. oh it's in Portland all right it's named Allagash Uh, right for obvious reasons because Allagash is amazing and our good our mutual friend Devin Powell's family is from Allagash so we went up there this last year to go to his wedding and I had never yeah. been up there. Um, it's an amazing place. I saw, I see photos, yeah. Yeah, Ama- I mean, amazing place. And it's a trip. I, I was like, man, I'll come up with you every year to this place. Like, <laughs> And it's like five hours north? Of oh, dude. Or something? Like, yeah, more. More? Yeah. I, it, it's eight hours from here. Eight hour drive. Oh, so it's like seven. You're right next to, you're right, you drive by the Canadian border on your way there. I forget the name of the town. That you go up and then you go like, up and then left and then left. Yeah, I was so, like, "What's the opposite of east?" Left. <laughs> right, left, the left coast. You head to the left coast. It's at the confluence of the I think is the confluence. That's mm-hmm. the term, but of the Saint John and the Allegash River. Okay, like so, right there in Canada. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> interesting place. I've always told people like you can either drive five hours south of Portland and be in New York, or you can drive five hours north and be in still in Maine. Maine. <laughs> people are like, I can't believe that. I'm like, well, it's, East Coast has a weird like European way of doing their states. We're like, we're all super close to each other. It's funny when I was growing up, I thought Maine was huge. I was like, Maine is so huge. Yeah. And then I started moving. Like I moved to the West Coast, and I'd look, and you'd be driving across states. And you're like, oh, my God, these states never end. And then you look at a map, and Maine is massive compared to other New England states. But compared yeah. to other states, it's tiny. Oh, yeah. It's like it would fit into all these other states. Like, But yeah, f- compared to New Hampshire, forget it. Like, Yeah, New Hampshire is like super small. Rhode Island, New Hampshire. Right. Like, Vermont. They're all, yeah, just little tiny things, which is interesting. Like, how did those how, – how did, like, uh, obviously, like, the culture and, like, the history, Western expansion, whatever, like – I don't know anything about that really to say anything, but I know it's interesting to be like New England has all these states and like such a small region and you go out west and it's just like boom, boom, boom. Like these three giant states that can encompass each of them, all of New England. Yeah. That are rectangular, you yeah. know, and they have these nice borders where New Hampshire and Vermont is like, you know, defined by this river yeah. that, that snakes its way up. The Connecticut River, I think, or something. Forget the name. You know, <laughs> Maine, the border of Maine, and there's all these... Um, you know, for my whole life, people have been arguing about whether the Isles of Shoals and the Kidder in the shipyard are in Maine or New Hampshire. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right there at the border. It's right there in the border. And then, you know, it's like in the river, you know? So, oh, yeah. People, oh, you know, New Hampshire people are always upset about the people from Maine, you know, state of yeah. Maine taxing them. And, uh, yeah. And I think 
Maine is, you know, and it's obviously a huge source of work for, yeah, for people. But I think there's always been a debate about the Isles of Shoals as well, like whether or not, because I think mostly they're in New Hampshire, but mm-hmm. Maine, you know, there's bickering amongst the, the the New England brothers. I, I don't know. I just know there's no tax in New, New Hampshire. <laughs> Live for your sales tax. tax. Yeah. No sales tax. No sales tax. No. No income tax, really. No. Uh, Seatbelts. No seatbelt. No helmets. No, no helmets. You just do whatever you want here. Man, this is like Peaks Island as a state. It's <laughs> really right. Is there a state? Is there police? I don't really believe it. There's a lot. There's a lot of police. Uh, it's it's no man's land. This state. Um, what is it? So, what do you do as a beer blogger? Like, what does a beer blogger do? Um, write things. He blogs. Take photos. Blogs. Yeah, blogging is a is a bigger term than it used to be. Blogging used to be cut and dry i write things and i review or i'm an expert or whatever now it's like you could record your things it's whatever media that you want to record or create uh it could be writing before i'm more of a photographer now like if you said you write i'm like well not really anymore i want to get back into writing i absolutely was the worst writer in my opinion when i was writing but i did it apparently people wrote read it but now i love photography and like that's been my thing people still call me a blogger and i'm like well I mean, beer photographer is not a thing, so it's like, I guess I'm a blogger. Yeah, like... You can make it a thing. Yeah. You will be the first beer photographer. No, there are a couple. Yeah? Actually, yeah. There's one in uh, Mass. His name is Mike, and he does... Um, Mike Johnson, and he does a website called FestPix, and he goes to all the events in the South Shore and, and Boston area, and um, it's so funny, because we'll, we'll go to the same fests, and it's not, again, collaborative. We just work together. We're like, all right, who cares if we get the same photo? do this you know like we're best friends like i'll stay on his couch and stay on my couch like that's the sort of like there's so few of us that like yeah all right whatever cool that's awesome is that how you got into photography through this or were you yes uh when i started my blog i wanted to be different so i bought a better camera and i just it became like i took really nice photos of beer randomly and people like oh can you take photos of, of me or my son's graduation or portraits you know for my work i'm like yeah i can figure it out <laughs> i guess like literally everything is like i'll figure it out cool and like you figure it out yeah. and it's just you're like oh I, I like taking these kind of photos and you get better at it and you like me i'm a natural you know i hyper focus on things like you know beer like i've learned everything about it and like jiu-jitsu learned everything about it and then photography was like same thing it's like you just watch youtube videos super late at night like two in the morning you're in bed like watching, you know, camera reviews and lens reviews and like how to shoot this. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm at work, it's playing in the background for months. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. You just dive in and like become the expert. And even still, like, I probably know, it's the, it's the thing of like, you may know, what is it, two or 5%? I think, I'm just gonna throw a number. I think it's, you may, you only, you may only know 5% of something, but you may know more than 95% of people. Right. And you may need to know 95% more about the subject, but those 95% of the people think that you're an expert at it. Cause you know, 5% of that thing, whatever it is. And because no one else specializes anymore, especially mm-hmm. now, I think it's good to be diverse, but specialty people who are specialized in, in interests, obsess over things. It's like not a, I th- it may be coming back. I mean, I know like old school, like leather makers and like old handworks, you know, so things are coming back, you know, yeah. uh, for specialty things. But I think people having interest so much that like that's, that's them. Like you're this person, you know, it's, 
kind of gone away a little bit. So are you a planner or are you just like a, it doesn't like, you just, you go do it and figure it out as you go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love, uh, that was Iceland in February. Uh, some brewers were like, Hey, we're going to Iceland. There's a beer fest celebrating the end of their prohibition and we're going to have an Airbnb house and you can stay with us if you want. I'm like, okay, cool. Like a flights that night and bought them. Wow. Great. Okay. I mean, it's cheap flights, like right. $240 flights. They're not expensive, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, email my boss. Hey, I need this time off. All right, book the flights, done. Figure it out when I get there. <laughs> but like three memory cards for my GoPro and like crazy memory cards for my camera, batteries upon batteries, just go there and record everything and figure it out. Do you do, when you take pictures, because I'm really interested, like not mm-hmm. becoming a professional photographer, but like... Yeah. I take a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm in beautiful places all the time mm-hmm. or whatever I'm doing, and there's I'm always taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot about photography and art. And um, do you do you edit a lot after the picture, or do you more like... All the time. Yeah. Every time, probably. Yeah, like every time. Spend a lot of time. Yeah. It's just as important as taking the photo as it's editing. I mean, and the little amount of time you need editing is the, the better you take the photo little amount of time it needs editing. Every mm-hmm. photo needs some editing, I think. Right. That comes out of my camera. But, and that's my, also my obsessiveness about photography and, you know, anything. I'm just obsessed. I have to edit. I have to make sure it's perfect. But um, the better you take the photo, the less you need to edit. There might still need to be editing. You know, the less likely, the less good the photo is, then the more editing it needs. So either way, you probably need to edit the photo, but then you, the better you get to shooting the photo, and multiple photos, then the less time you're going to spend editing overall. So that's um, the good photographers will be like, shot that right the first time. Boom. Maybe need a little tweaking. That's it. You know, like tonight, this morning, I did a photo shoot at the top floor of the mill building where our gym is. Um, this girl named Abby, um, uh, actually on Instagram, her name is Luca Colley, but like very little editing. Like right from the camera almost, like perfect. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And like, she was like, whoa. And I'm like, I know. Like, okay. Her is like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, we're all like, whoa. I was like, oh, that came out great the first time. Like, I was kind of like, okay, the lighting's great. And I'm looking around and like, okay, the environment's great. Like, she was ready to go. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's let's shoot. And like, I just figured out some light, just stuff. And I was like, right from the camera, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be good. Like, after the first couple photos, you kind of realize in a shoot, you're like, okay, this might be challenging. This might be whatever. You realize after like the first couple photos, kind of like in jiu the first couple moves and a guy like, let's see how he grips. And he goes, and you're like, oh, this is going be- <laughs> to be a crazy six minutes right yeah. now. It's like, the okay, this, as soon as like the first couple photos, I go, oh, this is going to be a great photo shoot. And it's just butter. Like, okay, awesome. every photo is just boom. Because you get the settings dialed in or whatever with the... Yeah. The person, or, or I guess, because that would make a difference, like the person you're shooting or what you're shooting. Um, it's a personality. I think it's personality. Uh, like this morning, Abby, Abby's a model, so she was very comfortable with knowing what to do. Like it wasn't like me telling her, do this, do this, do that. She was like, uh, she even said like, I want these kind of photos. I want to be like a fitness shoot. I want to look like this. And she like researched poses and like did all that ahead of time. And I did that too, just to be like, to do my due diligence. I want to be like, okay, while we're on set, uh, I want to be like, okay, do this. Cause that's the style that you wanted. Or like, what do you think about this? And like, I, I'll 
sound like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> really. And then she didn't need much talking to at all. It was just like she just did her thing. And I was like, all right, I'm just clicking buttons. Cool. And it's smooth. Like when you have people who know what they're doing on every side of business or something, like it always just runs very smooth. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thing if somebody doesn't know what to do sometimes and figure it out. But um, my motto, just figure it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was great. And yeah, the settings um, today was a good sunny day. And that mill is, uh, it's good. It's, it has a lot of character to it, the wood and I feel like brick just and, that picture you just showed me, the lighting coming in yeah. through the windows was really cool. Yeah. And you're right, like, it's true. Like the character of the building, you could tell. It comes like, through. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we wanted a, a rickety building, an old history with like working out almost like you're working out so like you need to put some effort into this and like this building is made of effort kind of idea. withstood the test of time like yeah battle tested so it's kind of it's a cool juxtaposition sometimes when you figure out like what kind of photos are we shooting okay like how can we make the environment a factor in this photo like okay this you know we're doing a collaborative beer at uh, for instance you know with, at, with a coffee place bring the beer into the into the roasters figure out some way to like bring those two worlds together in a cool photo like change the environment up maybe somebody's like having a cup of coffee and the other person's have a cup of beer and it's in the morning or like make a cool interesting commercial out of it whatever like that sort of um what's a different idea but i mean bringing into the environment the photo not just like i need to take a pretty photo of that okay you can you can take a pretty photo of anything where it is but like can I move it somewhere and like make that the environment cool? Same thing with people. Awesome. <clears throat> Is this why I start asking you questions? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it just blew my mind a little bit. I mean, I am, I think a lot about photography. Like, yeah, I take a lot of pictures and I mean, if you're going to, I feel like if you're in whatever business you're in, um, you have to, you know, in this world, you have to be able to take a lot of pictures and get your stuff mm-hmm. out in social media. So I'm always trying to take, like, you know, our little patch and put it in spots yeah. and get a cool pictures with the patch or, yeah, you know, or action photos of people grappling for Port mm-hmm. City. For um, sure. You know, or podcast. So, my, you know, it's like this, almost like this thing where... Um, and the brand is going to be... Tortuga for the podcast or is it going to be no so what i you know this is just so basically this is like um it started out with like you know so i so i have this jujitsu podcast and we travel around and it's it's been really amazing how that has turned into something on its own right it, it yeah. started as nothing mm-hmm. just a, like the you know the guy we call the Riddler for those of you people who don't know brought it up to I I mentioned yeah. to him one day I was like listen I'm I never not- knew his name until you came on the podcast like I've known him for years <laughs> only <laughs> right? as the Riddler and I go you have a name yeah oh you're <laughs> he's a got a few, okay. he actually has a few <laughs> names um, he has a few names depending <laughs> on what the uh, you know what where we're at so I get confused yeah but you know we're sitting there and he said to me. <clears throat> Or I, I told him, I was like, I'm not going to say no to anything anymore. Like, if mm-hmm. it's something that interests me and, and 
where Good. I'm I'm nervous about something. Oh, even better. I'm gonna yeah. I would, even maybe better. in the past I would be like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. That's my craziness happening. It's like, oh, I'm nervous about it. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, Let's that's how, and that's so that I made a conscious decision one day to be like that instead of yep. the other way. And yep. and so right after I told him that, I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to start saying yes to everything. And he's like, you want to do a podcast? I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I had never yeah. listened to one. I had never, I you know, but, I, but I, he called me right out on it. I was like, all right, let's do it. Sweet. And so three years later, I think, two and, a, two and a half, three years later, you know, it's an awesome, it's like turned into this super fun thing that I love to do. Yeah. And, and so all these things would come up. Um, because I digress all over the place. Like I am. Oh yeah. I'm a talker. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know. Well, I want to do my own podcast similarly where like, I love talking and I love traveling and I'm already traveling sometimes Mm -hmm. to do other places. And it's cool to tack on the, the, uh, added value to to what I'm doing with photos to be like, Hey, do you just want to sit down for an hour or two and just have an episode? Sure. Yeah. You know, Oh, get the brewer next day. You want to sit down? Oh, cool. Talk about something completely different. But then, uh, and it could be jujitsu or beers is the two topics I want to do my podcast with. But um, it's also interesting, like, because I'll be at a brewery doing a photo shoot and I'm just shooting, you know, the crap with a brewer. And I'm like, oh, that two hours of just us bantering could have been an amazing episode. Yeah. And I'm the only one that heard this. Yeah. Why Why isn't a thousand people hearing what you just said me? Because like, you're lowering your guard. Because you know me, mm-hmm. so it's a different conversation than if a interviewer came up to you and like did a different interview, like a real journalist. Exactly, you know? yeah. And because I am not a journalist, you right. know, I'm just a dude oh. that travels around. Yeah, that is like really interested in what exactly people yeah. are doing, and but people can relate to that. Like when they listen to it, it's almost like oh, I, that's kind of that could be me. Right. So they can listen to it a lot, and really, it, it's easy listening in that way. If it's a, a rigid listening environment where it's it's a guy at a desk asking questions and it's very uh you know daily show ask or it's very uh, newspaper ask it's some people like that and they're they're you know definitely there's a reason why it's still around probably but it's just you know sometimes i like joe rogan because he swears and he sounds like me sometimes and i go oh cool all right like it's like a bunch of people talking that are interested in yeah different things right yeah exactly so yeah and you'll have like a scientist on and you'll have a professional MMA fighter on, then you'll have three comedians on at once and then like whatever. And they talk about like how they just went to lunch, you know, a bunch with their families because they know each other. And then, you know, the next episode is like Dr. Rhonda Patrick who like right. talks about some crazy nutrition that you're like, oh, I just have to write everything down because she's so smart. And then you can't even fall. Like I've, I've like, I've listened to her and I was like, Oh, I'm really going to pay attention to this. I can't even understand what she's talking about. Cause in the so, next topic, like, you're like, Oh, I need that. Oh, I need right? that. Oh my God. You just don't want to pause it every 10 minutes. She's on such another level. But so it uh, turns out like I, you know, you do, you, you start doing it and I've learned so much and met mm-hmm. so many great people in this like chain of, things mm-hmm. that i was like i gotta do more of this yep and even if people don't like it or whatever i was like i yep. like doing it and talking to the people and like well, we would do jujitsu podcasts which we're still mm-hmm. gonna do you know and i, yeah, I yeah. love like who we do it with and the way we've right. been doing it and it's to me it's like the best ever but i was like fine we'd be talking to people Mm. you know and i'm more interested in like other stuff than the stuff they had you know not that i'm not interested in their jujitsu but like i'm like like talking when you talk to you know chris howder Mm -hmm. he's got so much more 
he's like a multifaceted human being. But also, the more often you have somebody on your podcast, the more you don't have to talk about what they're doing mm -hmm. and their background as much. Right. Because then you just go, oh, yeah, like we had him on a podcast episode, you know, whatever. Go listen to that and see what he does. But briefly, let's talk about it. And then, then it divulges real quickly because you're like, yeah, we already talked about that before. So let's do something else. Yeah. And then you start talking about how he just went to a road trip and like, how was that? Oh, cool. And like, oh, man, I was there too. And like, it just blows up, you know, in every direction, you know, all the divulgences. Every direction. And so I'm known for these directions. So it was right. like fisher cats and different crazy. Oh um, You're litter, litter boxing? <laughs> <laughs> the litter box. I was like, what? Like you were teaching a move and you're like, oh yeah. And then you like backstep like you're litter boxing. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And then you, you mentioned cats after that i was just yeah. like oh yeah dude fisher what are you like <laughs> was this when i, I was you, teaching like, the class or was this during the podcast yeah. oh yeah oh yeah this is this is yeah me teaching the class is the same way like <laughs> it it goes off into i i like to blend plate tectonics biology oh um, okay different things <laughs> yeah. did not expect that yeah. that phrase to be even mentioned plate tectonics man yeah fantastic all right definitely I can. I mean, it's all about choking and and how your how your wrist fits into someone's neck, just like South America and Africa go together. I, yeah. Think about it. You right. know? Think about that for a little bit. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> certain minds think different ways. That's sure. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna give you that. <laughs> so yeah, that's how. So this. So you know, I started like. I was like, I need more of this. I need more. I want to talk. Because yeah. I've met so many great people. People, and they know you do a podcast. They're like, and I'm sure it's like that with beer blogging. Yeah. If people, you know, know you're into it and, and are interested in them, they'll tell you everything. Mm -hmm. You know? For the most part, there are people that won't. But like, yeah. man. Well, I, had a, I have been having weird experiences lately that it sounds really pompous. But like, especially in Maine, it's a small community. And I've been photographing things and being on the forefront of beer and a lot of other uh, industries, I guess, for photography and other things. But uh, like I was in an Uber and me and uh, like I was in an Uber with one of my friends and we we're talking and he goes, yeah, like there's that person at the beer fest that knew you. I'm like, yeah, it's so cool sometimes to like kind of, uh, you know, to kind of meet people and like they know me online. And then the Uber driver looks back, he's like, yeah, I think we're connected on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, we are connected on LinkedIn. You're active beer geek. And I was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and then my friend was like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, no, no, I can't make this up. Like, just, that just happened. It's awesome. Like, the Uber driver just said, hey, uh, yeah, we're connected on LinkedIn. I follow you. I was like, uh, okay, yeah. that's cool. How cool. So how cool is that, you know? And oh, like, it's super cool. I was like, what? You're like touching all these lives and becoming like this, uh, you know, building this community. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. And that's something I had never really thought about until the last year or so of doing mm -hmm. podcasts and like yeah. becoming a part or building or bringing together this community of people that, uh, and it can become all, you know, in one little spot, mm -hmm. New Hampshire, and then it's like all of a sudden New England, then mm -hmm. it's all over the country. Mm -hmm different countries yeah you know it's amazing yeah like i want to do <clears throat> i definitely want to start my podcast before i go to iceland so when i'm in iceland i can interview brewers but also like gunner nelson right at his gym you know like because my podcast i want it to be called the bar mat 
kind of double entendre to yeah, match and train. Man. Right. So my friend was like, oh, you should call like more depth. M-O-O-R-E. I'm like, no, I don't want to play off my name. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a brand. It's a name. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Which is why like when people are like, you're Benjamin Moore, active beer geek. I'm like, yeah, like it's cool to have a brand. Right. Because the brand is, uh, is faceless, you know, like it, it's easy. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. As long as you're not pissing people off with religious or political views, you could, like if that's what you want your brand to be. But as long as you're not, you're very, you treat it like a brand, like yourself as a brand, then you can touch more people because, you, you know, other than Joe Rogan, you know, the Joe Rogan experience, he's his own brand. But like right. I made a separate name for a brand, which is me. Like Active Beer Geek is, is who is me. Like there's not a business right now. It's just me. And I just put a logo to me, basically. Was that weird though at first? Like I know for me, Tortuga Soap Company yeah. was like, it it was weird when it became its own thing. And I was like, this is really not my thing anymore. Like mm -hmm. people are taking this patch and going to the Great Wall of China mm -hmm. and going all over the world with well, these patches, passionate. taking pictures. And it's I'm passionate. like, there's people who like your stuff and you connect with you at one point or another in whatever it is. Like at this point, it's podcasting. It could be anything. And you give them stuff and they buy your stuff and they they take it and they're like, cool. And they just wear it all the time. Like it becomes branding is like a lifestyle and the better like a connection that somebody has with brand the more they're gonna use it as a lifestyle you know like um like this like i was right. in Reykjavik so i'm wearing a shirt right now with my favorite micro bar and kind of putting me in that mindset of like can't wait to go back can't wait to see you know snorri and everybody else over there like it's cool to just to live your passions and like the better way to live your passions is to just wear stuff like from things you know like having stickers everywhere from your favorite things you know uh patches you know like i'm like this one brewery that in Sebago Brewing Company in Portland, they do patches. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna buy like seven of them, eight of them. I have eight geese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put them all right here, all my geese. He's like, really? I'm like, no other brewery has patches. Like you're yeah. the first brewery I've ever seen that has patches. I'm just gonna buy them all. Right. Duh. Okay. He's That's like, awesome. All right. But for me, I'm like, that just makes sense to me. I'm right. like, why? I'm not even gonna buy another, you know, random jujitsu gi patch if it's not my friend's company. Right. I'm going to buy, you know, if it's Origin, cool. But if it's like Tortuga, yeah, you know, like I know those people who own the company and it's local. But if it's like a brewery, then I'm like, oh, I know those people. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <clears throat> so to me, too, it's like this awesome. Um, and maybe it's just the people that I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by. Mm -hmm. But I've been very, very lucky to be surrounded by people that are doing amazing things and like want to blow up your stuff you know what i mean yeah. and then like it becomes this community of people that are blowing each other up i just recording don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know so that to me that is a thing that um has inspired me to do more of this because yeah. because i want to help i now i want to help the other people you know what i'm saying like people that that are like Man, I want to, you know, I'm starting to think about doing a podcast where I'm like, do the podcast. Yeah. You know what just I mean? Just do it. Just start yeah. record, just like you said, yeah. just start recording a podcast just episodes and do it. Yeah. The per perfect people to ask, yeah. do I do this? Because we'll always tell you, yes, you have to yeah, do, it. do it. Just do it. Why? Yeah. Like, just yeah. do it. Why? Okay. Uh, what's, the, what's the problem? Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Start doing it and figure it out as you yeah. go. Just yeah. be Nike. And who cares? <laughs> who cares if, yeah, right? Just be like Nike. Who cares if it's like, you know, don't worry about if people are going to like it or not. You know, just do it. Be true to like your thing and go yeah. do it. Well, and that's, you do have to overcome a couple things. Like you do have to overcome the fact that other people might not like it or might not like you. Yeah. Um, but that's 
another topic for another day of like human patterns and behaviors and just that's just a human thing to feel that way is you know you're you, you might not be better you might not be good enough or you know the right. inadequacies your self-doubt like all of that's just a human thing that should have nothing to do with your business your business should be like i'm doing it and I, who cares about what people say it's a business it's my business it's going to be happening like why are you bringing human nature into business like just do it and if it doesn't work okay businesses fail all the time like Right. Cool. You, your idea might not work. You learn from it, and then you do it again. Or exactly. do something a little different. Yeah, you learn as you go. It might tweak. It might be completely different. Active Beer Geek might be uh, something absolutely different in two years. Because that's the direction it took. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Like, if nobody likes photos in two years, and all of a sudden everybody likes 360 videos, like, I'm doing 360 videos. <laughs> cool. I'm the king of 360 videos now. <laughs> whatever it is, you know? Like, that direction. Whatever the direction of what I want to do. You know, what people like. They're... they're I mean, well, I, I say people like because it goes back to people accepting you or not. But I mean, if you want to do it, you want to do it. Like if all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I really like doing old black and white photos printed and vintage. And all of a sudden I'll be like, all right, if that's what I want to do, I will do that 10 hours a day until I make money on it. You know, right. like that's kind of the way. And you'll do it. I feel like in that at least it's like you'll if you really love it, you're going to just do it. Yeah. Anyway, and then, and if somebody comes along and loves it too, mm. you know, great. Even better. Even yeah. better. Even better. And if yeah. people don't like it, it doesn't really matter because you like it. But that's, but that starts the chain of like, as soon as one person likes it and they love it just as right. much as you, and right. then you both are like, oh my God. And then like other people are like, what are they yammering about? And they go over and they're like, oh, you really like this thing. Oh, and you really like this thing too. Okay, cool. Let me tell you, you know, <laughs> it takes two to start like. An right. infectious way to to be as a brand or like to talk about things like as soon as two people are really passionate about it a third person is going to be like hey what are you guys talking about mm-hmm. oh cool you, oh you really like that cool like, how many hours do you do that? okay like when they, they when they see the passion they can tangibly like figure it out like oh you spend a lot of time doing this whatever it is all right mm-hmm. like oh, how can i help like right uh, cool all right you know then they they kind of like they know like it, Oh, all I have to do is like buy one of your bars of soap and it helps. All right, cool. And they go, oh, actually, this is a really nice bar of soap once they start trying it. And then they just skyrocket. And then they start being like, oh, I met those guys and I just wanted to buy a bar of soap. Okay, it's just a bar of soap. And then they try it out. They bring it home and they go, oh, dude, this is great. I love this soap. Oh, they how many cents? And they buy stuff. And you should hear what this crazy guy says about what the what the soap will do for you. It's yeah. totally crazy. But like it's something litter boxing or <laughs> right. play tectonics. It'll make you smarter. Nootropics. <laughs> it'll make you, yeah. It's good for Neutro- your brain. Nootropics through the skin. Is that a yeah. thing? It, well, he think, says it is. Think about it. It probably is. Because if you, this is what I was, you know, if you're using soap. Think about if you want to quit cig- smoking cigarettes. You mm-hmm. take a patch and you put it on your skin because your skin absorbs the nicotine or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. if you're using, like, chemical crappy soap on your skin, it's absorbing yeah. that. It you might as well put use Tortuga and get it absorbed into your skin, and it may make you smarter. <laughs> it might. It's not a science yet. I like but, that. I like that. It, it might. It might. It might actually make you smarter. I'm not saying it's going to, but it, it could very there's, well there's do that. There's a possibility. Because I'm making it. Because Amanda makes it. and, that, and that's make you more creative. Amanda's a genius. Like, she can yeah. put her genius into the soap. Totally. Like, that's I it. Do. She makes you more creative, more genius. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's going to make you a more loving person because she makes it with love. That's right. That's um, 
It, and it's her art, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. a turn. So you never know where these things are going to go either because when, right. when we first started doing any of these things, I had no idea mm-hmm. um, where any of these would go. And like you said, Active Beer Geek could go. And, you know, our soap thing has gone places I would never would have imagined. I never yeah. even thought anybody, I never thought of about selling a bar. One, I just made it, yeah. you know, and then it turned right. into. Do you guys and, now do you, like jewelry? Is that yeah, jewelry? Yeah. I've been doing jewelry for a long time. It's, oh, cool. I don't. Um, I kind of do it when the slow, soap is slow. So during my mm-hmm. slow season, I'll make a bunch of jewelry. Sometimes for holidays, like mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day, I've been trying to make some stuff. So just kind of cool. depends what I feel like at the moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So I was super stoked one day recently. Out of the blue, you just sent me this message, and it was like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out to you because I want to hold myself accountable." Yeah. Like. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And I was like, yes, do it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, my boss is probably not going to listen to this, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying not to tell anybody who knows him. So, like, they go, right. hey, by the way, your employee wants to, like, quit by March 31st, uh, which I want to. And that's the, the hard date that I'm just going to, if I can figure out before then, great. Like, I'm talking to breweries and I'm, I'm setting stuff up and, like, uh, some stuff that's like a retainer kind of situation or people who need websites. I'm like, yeah, let's talk. Like I'll do it on the side once I start my own thing, you know, but um, yeah, like March 31st is the hard date of like quit my job and figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Ben, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, so do you have a, a general idea of like, of what I want to do? Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, as much photography as possible. Yeah. I know that's not, if you talk to any full-time photographers, they'll be like, don't do it. Right. There's no money. And there, there generally isn't. But it's a good, solid thing to have as a foundation to have other skills, like website building skills, social media skills, whatever. Like all of these other skills that I can make money on and then tack on photography to that as a professional photographer while I'm doing all these things. So um, mostly it's just going to be consulting. And really as a consultant, you just try to – get paid to do whatever they want you to do <laughs> like if if someone goes hey do you know how to write something about plate tectonics i'm like nope you want to pay me to do it i'll do it <laughs> let me go <laughs> talk to my buddy george he knows all about it <laughs> no exactly but like my friend who's a consultant goes hey man like you just do whatever they pay you to do right if they think you're qualified you figure it out right all right cool figuring it out and you put a price on it right that's what consulting is yeah it's like cool all right and I didn't think about it like that. I'm like, I will be my own website company, basically, and like do my own thing. It's like, no, I'm just going to do whatever. I can learn new things if I need to. Mm-hmm. I am not constrained to what I know. I can do other things and learn other things and keep getting paid to do other things eventually. As I'm not just like, you know, when you have a job, you have a title. And that's what you're doing, right? So, like, imagine if, like, your title was always changing. Like, if literally right, right. next week they're like, yeah, I know you like to do this, but, man, next week you're going to do this. And next week you do something else. And that's just the way your job is. Like, yeah, you may never do this again. Constantly learning. Constantly. Yeah, cool. We're going to pay you to do this. You may never do it again. But you're going to do it next week, though. Because we want you to do it next week. Because we need you to do it next week. We'll pay you. Okay, cool. You figure it out. You learn it. You do it. And you're like, all right. Never have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. But like then next week, they're like, yeah, we need somebody to do this. We'll teach you how to do it. And we'll pay you to do it. And you're like, okay, great, cool. You know, that's kind of a consultant, you know? Like you... Or and combine that with expertise and maybe some specific things, you know, whatever. Uh, you could be an expert at software engineering, you could be a consultant, you can be an expert at organizing things, you can, you know, 
be whatever, you know, the, the experts can be consultants and things and still learn other things and do other things, but they have a foundation. So they, that might be what people are looking for them. Like if they find like consultants who build websites, okay, cool. I found that guy. Oh, but he also does these things. Oh, Hey, I might need these things and all these things. And I wonder if you can also, you know, uh, do X, Y, Z. Write me a beer blog. Yeah. Like, uh, and my friend does this. Do you do that? Yeah, sure. Pay me. <laughs> like, that's what a consultant, like consultant does like a thing. But then if you ask like, but what if you did uh, like this other thing? It's kind of has to do with that. Figure it out. No. Yeah. Can you make like, money beer blogging? I would say probably not. Yeah. <laughs> As just a first, it would, it would have to be definitely a work of passion. Um, <clears throat> it's always been a work of passion. I think, it wouldn't be the beer blogging, like being a journalist um, in general isn't a bill paying thing. Um, being an artist in general, just as an artist is, can pay the bills. It's probably not easy. Um, there are artists and are journalists that can pay the bills and pay them well, you know, that they have made it to that area and they may have sacrificed enough to do that and have learned the amount of things and have put in the amount of time and you can certainly get up to that level, but it's... I think it's different to uh, to be realistic. Like if I want to travel, like, yeah. But I, I'm definitely going to spread my wings and see what I can do and see if I can keep traveling. Uh, really, what boiled it down to is like, I don't want to be constrained to a nine to five. I want to train jiu-jitsu every day. How do I train jiu-jitsu every day? Make my own schedule. Okay. Can I train jiu-jitsu twice a day? Sure, if I make my own schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. How do I do that? Just quit your job. All right, cool. <laughs> like, but like what, is the, what are the steps to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, I want to change your jiu-jitsu twice. That's what I want to do. All right, cool. Um, Got to quit your job. All right, cool. Quit my job. Figure it out. Because <laughs> I have, you know, they obviously no, nobody can do it that simply. I'm oversimplifying. No, but right. But you're <clears throat> breaking it down into steps. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I have these things. Like, I'm an expert at. People have paid me to do it before. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Like, it's not impossible to know that people would pay me to do things, mm-hmm. like build a website or to take photos or video. Like, people pay things. They they have in the past. So why can't I just do that? You know, why can't I just not work for somebody and just do what people want to pay me to do? And then great. Do you have like a goal for jujitsu in, in my I mean, do you want to like open up a school someday or probably someday? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it'd be cool to because I know I'm not a competitor. I'm not like Bushesha right. or uh, Rodolfo, but I'm I'm definitely I love I mean for people that don't that are listening that don't know yeah. jujitsu, this is like the Michael Jordan of Yeah, you know, right. The highest level people. Exactly. Uh, I'm not I'm not the best competitor, most likely. I love coaching, I love teaching. I love that well, competition. Comp, being a comp, I do, you know, comp, being a competitor, a great competitor, mm-hmm. and being a great teacher are not necessarily, you know, skills that go together. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very like, true. I think a lot of times they are great teachers are not necessarily great competitors because. Yep. And vice versa. And vice right and vice yeah. versa. For sure. Um, and vice versa. What. Uh, what else do you want to do? Is there anything like you're like, man, and I'm gonna do like, like you, got, you like, want me to like? See, I only plan for March 31st, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. It's pretty much like uh, you got a dream of something that's like <clears throat> out there where you're like, man, someday I'm gonna do this though. Like someday, someday March 31st, I will. I will uh, quit my job. <laughs> I will quit my. Jo- 
Um, I want to open up a school. Yeah. Uh, or brand like, can I open up a brand that I can travel with the brand do jiu-jitsu? Pop up schools in other schools maybe. Can I do that? Can I travel and do that? Like seminars. Se- yeah, but like. It's not just me. Maybe my brand goes and other people maybe represent my brand or, you know, whatever. Like, that could be, um, like, a concept. But I want to start something, like a school or, or somewhere where I can teach more uh, or have the opportunity to teach more, like being an instructor at a school or or whatever. Um, I think having certain expertise and qualifications and cert- certifications, like, in beer, there's like levels of certification for expertise. You know, like uh, Cicerone is just like a sommelier for wine. So you'd have levels of being a beer expert, basically, a certified beer expert. And people travel the world and like be a level four or five, whatever it is, you know, beer expert. And they go to restaurants and consult. And like, that'd be cool to be that. And then also like a black belt. To like, oh, I'm going to the city to do a seminar and to consult with a bar about a beer list that's opening or whatever, or work with the brewery and do this whole photo shoot. And then at, you know, on Saturday and then on Sunday do a seminar, get paid to do a seminar. Like that would be, that would be a weekend. Which is cool. Right. Be awesome. Or just like already a brewery's like, yeah, we'll fly out to do this. I'm like, okay, cool. Then contact gyms in the area and be like, Hey, I'm going to be in the area for this. I have a Saturday free. Do you want to do seminar? You know, brainstorm, sleep all, whatever it is. That would be awesome. So any places you really, really want to go? Like you're like, man, I'm dying to go to like... Japan. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. I got a buddy in Japan who ended up... Uh, I went to high school with him and I worked with him a lot in high, in Hannaford. <clears throat> and he ended up uh, moving to Japan to teach English. Fell in love with a girl and never left. Wow. <laughs> got married, had a kid, everything. I'm like, whoa. Like nobody like thought that would happen. It's like... Yeah. And I'm like, dude, now I got to go to you? Because you're not going to come back? Like, okay. So one of these days, I'm going to go to Osaka and, and see him, and I want to travel around. We had a, a Japanese exchange student in college train with us in jiu-jitsu for, like, a year. And, like, he sends us random gifts sometimes. Like, he sent me a black belt, like a pant belt, like, that is a black belt. Nice. And he's like, wait, you're not a black belt yet? <laughs> I'm right? like, no, Danny, I'm not a black belt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll hold on to it. Yeah, I'll hold I on am. to it until I am. Maybe 10 years from now. Who knows? <laughs> like, but it's like that. Like You connect with people. Like I, w- I want to go to uh, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans soon. Uh, there was a guy who, uh, he, his grandfather died, left him a bunch of money. He bought a van and ended up traveling for like six months doing jiu-jitsu everywhere. And like had a blog. and BJJ Rally? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh-huh. It was like not the best put together blog but he was a cool guy his name was Charles Heyman and he ended up moving back to where he was from in New Orleans Uh opened up a school got his black belt doing really well for himself like competing and I'm like just love to reconnect with him stay on his couch you know Mm -hmm. like visit the New Orleans breweries and train with him twice a day like that'd be really rad that would be awesome just like a three day weekend not taking a day off of work just like go see a friend that I've met and like connected with. And like, that's why you got to invest in some of these like certain things where you're like, this guy's cool. Let's do a good deed. Maybe in four years, which is now the case. Like I might stay on his couch in New Orleans. Dude, I I will tell you this, this I have found to be true without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, The last few months of my life, more, more better things have happened to me 
then I feel like you almost, and said, it, you almost said betterer. I know. Well, better. I was like trying to because more better. It almost sounds like betterer. You know, more betterer <laughs> things. I, I also make up words all the time. Sandboxing, yeah. Litterboxing. Litter I think Jay might have made that up. But perpendicularity is that? I believe I might have made that word up if it's not a real Perpendic- word. Perpendicularity. <sighs> Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Sometimes I have to say things a couple times to like get into my mind. I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. It could be a real word. I may not have made it up. But I may have made it up, too. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Right. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, things happened in my life. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, tried, I was like, I don't even know how it all happened. But I'm like, I, I want to just like, look at these people that are out there helping people. Mm-hmm. And I got to think it probably happened through podcasts where I'm discovering these people that are helping people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to go do these things with these people. And as soon yeah. as I started, made a conscious decision to like do that. Yeah. And, and try to help people. All, of, all these great things started happening in my life that were good. And I was like, oh, yeah. like this is amazing. Because I, too, want to do things like you're talking about, similar. Yeah, there's a real trickle-down effect that happens like when you do something good or help other people or collaborate with other people or whatever it is. Like When you work with other people in whatever way, like there's an energy that like just permeates through whatever the product is. You know? Synergy. There's synergy that comes yeah. through it, I think. Like, I, if, you know, we, like this we podcast do a- is technically – technically a swap like i'm going to probably by the time this is out have my own podcast right. therefore we could both plug each other's things totally and, and and there there's a lot of people out there and i think there i mean the majority of people out there would be like why would somebody like want to help mm. somebody do what they're doing because it's yeah. going to be it ha- it's like it's the exact opposite like if i found from my life is yeah. if you help the person that wants to do what you're doing Somehow it helps you, yeah. And and it's like it's not like the the whole is the whole pie is only so big. It's like we right. can make the pie bigger, and yeah. we'll all well, have beer we'll all have bigger pieces of pie. That's that's you know? bigger pieces of the pie within the pie, right? Um, that's the beer industry. The beer industry is always that that discussion of is the beer industry too too small for these many breweries that are opening? They're just making their piece of the pie bigger. So that all of the people can have more pieces of that piece of pie. Um, they're just micro slicing it more and creating their own micro communities of people who like their thing, not mm-hmm. just beer in general. Like you can like beer and then like these people's beer and be a mini community upon that and not just, you know, and then like that spreads into other mini communities and blah, blah, blah. So, and it could be local, you know, helping local people. And Your success is not going to take away from my success. No. In fact, it's going to exactly. add to it. Yes. You know? A lot of people don't understand that or are afraid, you know, like, oh, if, if Ben does well, boy, maybe I'm, you know, he's going to have, you know, people have fear like, oh, maybe he's going to take some of my pie away. I don't think it works like that. Certainly not. Um, I think you're definitely right about that. I don't think there's any way that other people's success, unless the, yeah, there's really, there's really no scenarios where like somebody's success directly like doesn't make you successful at all like maybe and even like it it almost encourages when you realize that and realize how true that is you also realize how 
good it is to support others just in like whatever they're doing you're like you're doing this thing i've never done it i don't want to do it i don't want to like whatever product um oh this is bundy bundy my daughter's my daughter's stuffy bundy stuffy um but it's it's really when you realize like even if your friend's like i want to do this thing and you're like i'll probably never buy a product from you but i will tell everybody about it right because you being successful, and even if I'm never going to use it and I don't want to use it, it doesn't matter. I can tell them, like, oh, you want to do this thing? My friends, random friends say, yeah, okay, I have another friend who does that, who specializes in that. He just started his own thing, whatever that is, you know? It's a, it's a, there's a, and so there's a, like a, a saying or whatever it is, the cr- crabs in the pot kind of thing, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but there's a bunch of crabs in the pot. And if the crabs work together, they could get out. But as soon as the crabs, one crab starts going for it and is getting up there, the other crabs reach up and pull that crab down, you know? Mm. And so I have, like, made it. I'm really trying to make it my life to not be like that and to help the rest of the crabs, you know? Yeah. Because we can all – it's like, you know, our friend Gabe, who's a photographer as well. Fantastic person. And his motto – basically is you know we rise by lifting others yep and as you know as cliche or whatever as that sounds i believe 100 percent in that like mm-hmm. yeah i don't maybe people can rise by stepping on other people's heads and it happens but i think yeah. you lose your soul in that and it's a when you rise by lifting others it, there's a well, okay. I think this goes harkens back to uh, there's a guy named Simon Sinek, and he had a re- he had a couple of them uh, t- uh, TED talks with uh, basically does a lot of leadership stuff and like super awesome videos to watch. Like he can be somebody you can dive into for a while on his videos. Like super knowledgeable, super great speaker. But he has this thing where. It, you get happiness from doing good things, but you also get a better surge of oxytocin or happiness when you do something for others. And then others see you doing other things for, like, like if I do something good for you, I get oxytocin, you get oxytocin. And then that third person who had no idea who we were that just saw me do that also gets a surge of oxytocin. Maybe smaller than what we did, but like they say, oh, he just did that thing to that guy. I don't know who they are, but I feel good now. Like even if it's slightly spreading around, but that's that's the way, that's the way that works. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see like that in that way of just biologic, like biological thinking. Like yeah, like why wouldn't you spread? It, you know, spreading the love. It's such a cliche thing, but like biologically, yeah. Like if I help you, I get a surge of oxytocin. You get a surge of oxytocin, and then somebody might see it happen, <laughs> and they're like, oh man, look at that great thing that Ben and, did for George. Like, and that's I'm gonna post on Facebook. Thank you so much, George. Blah blah blah. And other people will be like, George and Ben are great. Right. And that's awesome. You know, and there's a surge of happiness is spread. You know, it's it's the thing. And then other people are just like, I should do that to somebody else. You know, and like mm-hmm. that whole, and they get a surge of oxytocin, so then they want to get more, so they help other people get better oxytocin. You know, and so it's this thing of like, okay, like everybody just wants that medic that that chemical. Endorphin. Endorphin, oxytocin, whatever. Yeah. So you people out there listening, go do something nice for somebody, you know? Yeah. Because it's going to help you. Like, even if you just do it for selfish reasons to start, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just going to do something nice. 
you know, it's gonna help me. Feel and it's gonna help me. Eventually, yeah. I think it may, you you become you get into a habit of uh, of doing that. Like, I, I believe that's where it started for me. Was it was mm-hmm. a selfish? I was like, man, these people that are helping people seem to be like so happy, and I'm like, yeah. I want to be happy. Yeah. So maybe I'll do what they do. Yeah. You know, and the next thing you know, you're really just doing it because. You know, you get surrounded by a group. There's a there's a whole lot of people, and you you only see on the media a lot of times or whatever, the bad stuff. But there's a tons and tons of people out there that are doing amazing things for people. Absolutely, and they're out there, and you get surrounded by them, and then it you know it becomes a, a synergistic thing. I think where um, we're gonna change the world right here from this basement, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, we're gonna change the world one episode of the bar people, mat. People talking to each other at a time, whatever it is. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's true. <clears throat> um, it's 100% true. So um, I'm excited for you to do it. You Thank know? you. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm, I'll be like the last person to be like, oh yeah, like I'm just gonna yeah, like like jujitsu if someone's like dude you're amazing you'll be the last person to be like to say that about yourself right like man i pass his guard i have the best guard passing ever. you'll be like that was probably a fluke right. it probably didn't happen right. they probably let me you know that's always right. your first thought right. when you pass somebody's guard that you're like man i worked for that he probably let me work so hard right? yeah uh, i don't th- i don't think that was legit i'm not that good you know but like other people like dude you're, you're yeah, that was right you're good, good man yeah. yeah you're good it's I think so being grapplers like we are, right? <laughs> yeah. Um it's something that you're constantly humbled, right? <laughs> you're constantly like no matter how good you are, this is this is where the beauty of grappling helps people, I think in a lot of ways. There's more ways, but especially in this, right? If you are putting yourself out there in a tournament or rolling with people you don't know that are super tough, you're not winning all the time. You know, you're experiencing loss. Lots of it. Lots of it. And to, in order to win eventually. In order to, and yeah, you're going to win some, you know, for sure. You're going to, you're going to lose and and learn from it. It's going to be a small number of things that you're going to win as opposed to losing overall. Like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, I'm going to lose a lot. A lot. Eventually I'm going to win. Eventually. And we experience that every day, you know, Mm -hmm. every day we get to experience, um, the reality, there's a, there's a lot of humans out there that insulate themselves from that, from, from the reality of like, oh, man, you know, yeah. I, I can lose or I don't ever want to lose at anything. So I'm not going to do yeah. it. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to lose. I think jujitsu is the best sport for entrepreneurs. <laughs> it's so like, okay, so you are doing a sport where quite literally you're failing all the time. Yeah. You don't care. You're still going to do it. You're still going to figure out a way to do it differently next time so you can succeed and you're going to climb the ladder and focus and be an expert at this thing. Like that's, you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. Your jujitsu, you're what well, the foundation of jujitsu is basically owning a business. Like you're going to fail. Okay. Tons Great. of things are going to go wrong. That's what cool. makes you so much better. Failure makes you so much better. Absolutely. At things and then trying to, you know, get back to a better spot. Mm-hmm. Constantly failing makes you way, way better. Probably also rambling from this tea. You like the tea? Super caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm just talking about the tea. The tea's great. Right. So much caffeine in this tea. That's, a, that's all I do all day is caffeinate. Um, that's what you're supposed to be doing, Ben. 
It's a podcast about you. Mm-hmm. So keep talking. Mm-hmm. Keep drinking the tea. <laughs> it's gone. Ah, it's great, uh, but it's gone. No, I no. think I think that the, the one of the Thank most you. important things of, of jujitsu, you know, and there are people that don't do it, and they could be good people, and, and yeah. have, but you learn about not winning all the time, and that it's not the end of the story unless you yeah. quit. If you quit, then it's the end of the story. <laughs> but yeah. if you lose at something, you know, like a recent tournament, the last tournament I did. I got smoked, and I like to win personally. I'm 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 a fan of winning. You know, I did not win. I a, got. It's a funny sentence. I'm a fan of winning. Yeah, I like <laughs> okay. to win. I would much rather win, um, and I did not. You know. Yeah. But I'm not going to quit, and right. I'm going to learn, and I'm going to get better, and it's going to make me. You get you got to come better. to you got to come to the academy and share with Elias a couple times. Yeah, I would love to. You know, it's a great guy. He he is uh, he yeah. he. Put it to me last. I mean, he smoked me. Um, yeah, I would love to go up and train, and it's uh, that will happen soon for sure. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of great people up there, Let and that's know. the other thing. You know, like these. You, you know, jujitsu. You know, like that day, that dude beat me. There was no questions about it. Yeah, and you know, that's reality. Is where, right. you know, if you don't some, if I didn't have jujitsu in my life, I may not. Um, you know, you kind of can go around with a false sense of. Of uh, your own skills, I guess yeah. you know, um, or even if you don't, if I if you don't compete or you don't go, and I'm not saying you have to, you know, I don't care if people compete or not, but mm-hmm. um, if you insulate yourself from people that are better than you, if you're always winning, whatever it is, jujitsu, whatever, you're not, you got to surround yourself with some better people, yeah, you know, or challenge yourself harder. If it's if you're a business yeah. person and you're always winning you yeah up another location yeah get out of your comfort zone or whatever it is what's what's the one thing you're like well i might be able to do it like if you think well i might not it might not work who knows i mean i don't know do it yeah why not why aren't you doing it you're gonna you don't want to regret it you know you don't want to yeah you know get out there and and do it so um I appreciate you coming down, man. Sitting Thanks down in my basement, down. talking to me. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, I'm in Tortuga Central. Yeah, this is the, the worldwide HQ. headquarters right here. <laughs> you would never know it was. Mm-hmm. Used to, all of this used to be upstairs in my kitchen and in oh, my wow. dining room. We just yeah. redid the whole basement. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was crazy nice. having all this stuff up up in um, my <clears throat> like our living area. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to cook Andrea dinner, I'd have to clean all my little soap projects off the table and yeah. <laughs> it was too much so right. yeah now i'm completely settled in sweet spread right out you know so Pretty people good. of the world get ready because ben and i are coming yeah <laughs> ben and i are coming so if people want to get in touch with you that don't know you active beer geek all one word uh on twitter and instagram as, as handles active beer geek is what the facebook page is called um you can also search Benjamin Moore. I think that also does get you to the right places on social media, unless you want to look for paint, and that also brings you to that as well. <laughs> oh, <Right? no>. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, One-stop shopping. Dude, seriously, you want beer, you want paint? I mean, yeah. just search for Benjamin Moore. You're good. <laughs> Pictures? Google will – I mean, the beer blog might be on page 8, but like, <laughs> right. if you look for Benjamin Moore. Just got to <laughs> dig a little deeper. Yeah, uh, but activebeergeek.com is the is the website. Um, the podcast is going to be called The Bar Mat. Um, that's going to be out separate branding altogether. The, 
I'm assuming the barmat.com. I haven't figured that out yet. Mm -hmm. All the other things are going to be called the barmat on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So, nice. yeah, figure that out. It's going to be excuse me, a video portion. That's why I bought my GoPro so I could just like just like that have that and then set up a GoPro next to it, basically on the same little mini tripod mm -hmm. like that. Totally. Just click record, record, done. Cool. Yeah. Sync the audio later. <laughs> yeah. Done. And like you have a pro video in 4K that you can dial down to 1080 and then you can record that and then sync the audio so you don't have GoPro audio, you have professional audio. Right. I'll, I'll be interested to see that and I would like to talk to you <clears> about <throat> that when you do that because that's yeah. been something we've been talking about doing too, like filming. We've been filming techniques and different things, but mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have more video. I um, mean, really now gopros are 250 for the five i wanted the six but it's like 500 i think or 600 bucks for the six and i'm like i'm not it's not makes sense to me right now to do that so i bought the five um you can pretty much buy a couple fives if you want to just do multiple angles of right. stuff yeah i feel like that's the what in what you're talking about is how i i don't there's not a lot of I have not invested a lot of money into most of these things when I start. Like yeah. pe a lot of people will wait, like yeah. and be like, Well, I gotta get all this really good stuff before right. I start doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't do it, or I gotta know, or like what you were saying earlier, like I gotta know how to do it before I do it. Yeah. I do with things the exact opposite. I I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I'm just gonna start doing it. Yeah. And we'll figure it out as we go, you know? Yeah. And we'll start with a crappy recorder, and then I'll get the good one eventually. Or like, yeah. you know. For sure, yeah. Uh, so you guys out there, start doing whatever it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. Come train jujitsu. Yeah. Do a podcast. Make soap. Just be Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> do jujitsu, do, do, do a podcast. Right. What else does he do? Float. Yeah. Crowd gently. Yeah. I, so I, like, everybody's like, oh, you're doing a podcast, and you do jujitsu. Like, what are you, Joe Rogan? Yeah. That's he's, he's great. Every, I him all the time, right? I mean, he's not, how's this negative? Yeah. How's what you just said to be negative at all? Yeah. It's like people to me, and I, it's not bad, but it's like, what were you like Fight Club? Like you make soap, and you know, you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Club. That is one of the best cinematically filmed it's movies great, ever. Right? Like, t like the techniques and everything. Like that, I've studied that film in no kidding in film school. Yeah. Huh. It's an interesting film, Fight Club. It's one of those weird things that you start watching again. And you're like, oh, this was really filmed well. Like. I just loved the movie and I just watched it. And then yeah. when I watched it in film school, I was like, oh, okay, this is a really nice movie. Oh, uh, like I didn't notice that. Where'd before. you go to film school? Uh, community college. Yeah. In Maine, yeah. Southern Maine Community College. So, do, I mean, do you want to make, you still into like. I know, I know a lot about video. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of creating of my own yet. I want to eventually. Uh, that's where the GoPro comes in. Right. I just bought like two gigantic memory cards for it. Max, like 128 gig cards, like two of them. I'm just going to do videos, vlogs, maybe. We'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. totally. I, I know you can connect, um, <clears throat> you can like sync recorders like this to a GoPro or just. Uh, or your regular camera, right? Regular I camera. think. Yeah. I could do a big DSLR, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Peter McKinnon, who is a YouTube blogger, vlogger, uh, just has a big professional DSLR camera. Just. Carries it around with him, you yeah. know, on a stick. Just gets Jack's shoulders from it. Right. <laughs> it's a good shoulder workout. But that's it. That's all. Yeah. You just talk to the camera. He's tons of space, tons and tons of space, but something's going to happen. Amazing. Yeah. There's somebody out there that's interested in the same <clears throat> thing you are. Yep. Yeah. For sure. It's a big world. Yeah. And it's now connected. Um, mm hmm. 
Cool. All right, brother. Well, good luck. Good I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what you do. Yeah. If you train twice a week, come come down and train. Seriously, once. come train more with yeah. us, man. I want to. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. More free time. I, it's not that I get paid for like training or like that the soap gives me enough income to do that, but I'm actually able to train twice, three days a week, which mm -hmm. is oh cool. Yeah, awesome. but the soap like just pays for my gas. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bigger, <laughs> but you know, yeah. someday you know, you never know. For sure. Yeah, but I mean that's that's me. Like it's it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Or just make enough soap to buy mats down there, and just you don't even have to drive anymore. Just yeah. <laughs> it almost happened. Uh, it almost happened. We almost put mats in the garage recently. My buddy, uh, the, one of the brown belts at the academy, Cole, has mats in his basement. He bought it like after. A tournament or something people were selling yeah. it really cheap he's like all right but like some cheap mats go to his house all the time and train because sometimes yeah. he's like i can't make class i'm like i can't either he's like all right let's come come tomorrow morning at seven to train awesome. like, okay cool he's a brown belt i'm a brown belt we just kill each other for an hour and then we just leave dude that's awesome yeah it's great sometimes you only need you know that's the other thing about jujitsu that i like is you you only need one other person and yeah. you can you know you're building off each other yeah especially at a higher level than you're building off of each other in a much rapid succession than mm -hmm. somebody maybe two blue belts or two white belts or whatever like mm -hmm. um the, the higher level you get the more you know how to grow yeah or at least you can figure it out to a certain degree well it's not the blind leading the <laughs> blind you know I yeah mean, you've been down the road before um right yeah no things are we have a good setup for sure going on like things are good Cool. Yeah. Podcasts, soap, jujitsu, jewelry. Yeah. Jewelry. Yeah. Bundies. <laughs> Bundies. Plate tectonics. All right. Say? <laughs> I think we should That's call it. this episode uh, um, litter boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, like, it's the best trickle joke ever. Like, there's some trickle jokes that I like keep in the back of my mind. Like, when can I say this? It'll be the best, like, mm -hmm. the best, like, just trickling in litter boxing sometimes, and only you and I know what yeah. you meant, and, like, every time you say it, you're like, that's just <laughs> funny. <laughs> Ask George about the litter box, like, yeah. people will be like, what? <clears throat> Play tectonics and litter Play boxing. Play tectonics, dude. Perpendicularity. Yeah, the litter box. You're welcome at the litter box anytime. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, peace. Bye. Bye.